we were in negotiations. Investing in real estate, they're winning, they're making money. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Real Estate Educators Podcast, where we provide the education you can build on. I am your host, Kevin Amalsh. I am excited about this podcast because we not, not only help real estate investors make more money, we help real estate influencers make more money. So whether you're an investor, you're a real estate influencer, content creator, this is the podcast for you. Today, I have a super special guest, our very own Andrew Howie. What's up, Howie? What's up, Mr. Amos? How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so excited to have this time together with you because you have some exciting news for us. But before we get to that, I'll tell you, Tell the, I'd like you actually, if you could tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think the timing for this was really good. Um, we've been kind of talking about it for a couple of weeks now, and here we are, and uh, we'll kind of get into that as we go along. But yeah, a little history about me. Um, I've been with Pine now for just shy of two years. Uh, I've learned a lot since I've been here. Prior to that, uh, I was a realtor for roughly three years out in California. I uh, loved doing that, but was not a big fan of being uh, heavily busy on the weekends because I have two young kids that are very active in sports and wanted to kind of grow up and or watch them grow up doing all that. So I said the real estate stuff is not for me anymore um, as far as being a realtor goes. And we decided to, my wife and I, who is originally from Alaska, I'm from Canada originally, we were kind of getting a little bit bored with that beautiful, sunny Southern California weather and missed our skiing and our winter sports yeah. and all that. And Denver was just a perfect uh, blend for us to really enjoy, still have great summers, a lot of sunshine, but still be able to have skiing and hockey. And first year we get here, the abs win. So we, we definitely brought luck. It was all us that did that for sure. <laughs> well, welcome to the state. We're glad to have you. Thanks, man. Great to be here. All right. Well, I want to hear more about your journey. So you you were a real estate agent, but before that, you were golf pro and coaching and doing all of that. So tell me back, like, take me back to when you were golfing a lot and trying to make a living doing that. And what got you like even excited about real estate to start or to begin with? That's a really good question. So yeah, I, I started my career, my professional career in golf back in about 2000. Um, and being originally from Canada, from Montreal, the weather up there is not, you know, well suited for that to have a full year round uh, career in that. So California was a spot that I chose to go to, found a really great resort course in a town called Solvang, California, called the Alisal Guest Ranch. So I was there for roughly 15 years and loved coaching. I loved that part of the golf, uh, played on a few little mini tour events here and there. Um, but I really enjoyed the coaching and thought I could make my career um, doing that mostly. But oddly enough, I was teaching um, a student and he was about 52, 53 at the time. And I saw him on the golf course constantly and was given lessons. And one day I just asked him, I said, hey, I'm just curious, like, are you retired? And out there, a lot of people are in tech and they do retire early. Like, no, man, I'm real estate. Like I have a couple of commercial buildings up in San Jose that I bought back in the eighties and just living off of that residual income. And I just started picking his brain a little bit more. He saw my interest and he just really started telling me more and more about real estate of how attainable it is, even if you don't know anything. <laughs> and it's not 
as daunting as it looked, especially coming where I was coming from, just, you know, jock playing golf all the time and him just explaining to me, no, you don't even need your own money. Um, you can go and just get your foot in the door. And before you know it, you just have this cash flow coming in um, over not that long a period of time. But he said in about 10 years, he was dying. He, he didn't have to work anymore. It was, it was nine to five, which I don't remember what he did, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Right. Um, so yeah, that really piqued my interest. And he was the one that suggested that I get into uh, real estate first as a realtor, just kind of understand that side of it and where we were living at the time. It was a good place to start because I had a lot of connections there. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where it all kind of stemmed from. But uh, I do still try to get out on the golf course as much as I can now with clients. So I'm still enjoying my golf, not as much as I used to as far as getting out there. But the kids get in the way of that as well. But that that's really what launched me into real estate was was that gentleman um, steering me that way. What, what was his name? You remember? Blanket on the name. It's going to come to me. Howell was the last name. H-O-W-E-L-L. Oh, it's going to come to me. But anyways, Mr. Howell. Yeah, Mrs. no Howell, worries, Mr. man. I mean, what a what a tremendous person to meet at that time in your life. You know, a lot of people that we've interviewed here um, have very similar stories, surprisingly. Like, it was like one individual that they met sometime in their career that really turned them on to the business and got them excited about it and kind of held their hand a little bit. Sure. So he, his advice was, look, you want to get here, which is your real estate investing in the passive income, yeah. but there's some steps to get there. And his suggestion to you was to become a realtor. Yeah, exactly. And I went out and I did that. It was funny while I was doing my education for taking the real estate exam, one of the other members who had one of the biggest real estate uh, brokerages in our town, he caught wind of it and said, Hey, when you pass, let me know, I want you to come work for me. So I was like, okay, done. So I already had a job even before I had anything. And they've really taught me a lot about the buying and selling of real estate, um, which, yeah, it's just so valuable. It's just, you're literally getting paid to learn. Yeah. So that was huge. Yeah. And before I lose track of this, Howie, you say you want to go golfing. I like golf a little <laughs> bit. Like <laughs> I know we haven't been out. Have it. <laughs> <laughs> Just shows how busy we are. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Pine Financial is going crazy right now. It's uh, we're closing a lot of business. So it is tougher to get out. But um, I think I mentioned this to you. Um, Danielle's son, Branson, is uh, really getting into golf or more into yeah. golf and he got a caddy job right and that's that's so cool but man if you could get if we can get you to come and maybe golf with him at some point um, would, yeah we would love that. that yes and that is a great position to start at caddying because one you can make pretty good money you learn a lot about the game and then talk about networking and making making some great connections He's gonna he's gonna really uh, really do well in that position, I think. And just knowing from meeting him a few times, I think he's doing do really really well. Yeah, thank you for that. And this specific golf course has quite uh, quite the member base. Um, there's some high profile people for sure that yeah. are members here. So it's like, hey, buddy, you gotta you gotta start <laughs> introducing me here. <laughs> exactly, it's so true. Yeah, golf is great for that. It really is. Yeah, totally. I, I'm terrible at it. So it's not quite as great for me. But for someone like you, I'm sure I'm sure you, you can meet some great people. 
<laughs> okay, so back to real estate here. So yes. an agent doing transactions in California, you've already kind of explained what made you decide to come to Colorado. When you came to Colorado, what happened in your real estate journey there? Yeah, so I originally had come out, this was right in the middle of the whole COVID boom of housing exploding pretty much all over the country, but really in Denver, especially, I think we saw it higher than a lot of other places. Um, but by the time I had gotten here, my plan was to become a conventional loan officer because I have a friend that's out here and he said, hey, come out, work for me. I'll teach you the ropes of that and learn that side of the business. It's really handy that you already have your realtor license and you know that side of the business. And I was like, great. And that's when literally two weeks before we got in the moving truck, he's just like, hey, I'm, you're still welcome to come. I would love to have you, but we're not seeing the business that we saw six months ago, even two months ago. Everyone's done their cash out refinance. Everybody's done their their new home buying and all that kind of stuff. And as a newbie in this business, it might be a little bit tricky. So happy to have you, but I would suggest looking elsewhere. And looking elsewhere, I just literally by chance found Pine Financial Group. And that was when we were having, our, it was, I want to say it was early September, where I found out that you guys were looking for a new LO. And we're also having the Success Summit um which was amazing so i got to go and see you guys first literally a week or two before we actually met face to face as like in an interview setting so it was me interviewing you guys and after i left that day i was just i i really want to be here these guys are the real deal and i could just see the sincerity of you jared um Coop, everybody else that was here so that was such an advantage and just so nice um for me to witness that on the other side Cool. Yeah. And then here you are, and now you're killing it. You're doing so well, Howie. Super proud of you. Thanks, man. Um, and uh, I'm going to talk about your your investing because that's the whole, where this all started, right? You wanted yes. to get to Mr. Howell's level. Yes. And to do that, you got to buy investment property. So I want to get to that. Correct. But before we get into your deal, this is a podcast about content creation and generating business through your, your content and your influence. Mm -hmm. So you went to the Success Summit. Tell me a little bit about your experience at, the, at that event. Yeah, so at that time, as far as the investing side of things, my brain was still very much a dry sponge. Um, so it was a, definitely a gush of knowledge to come in and to try to absorb. And I feel, you know, taking the notes and all that, I got a really good um, sense from that event, which is a full day. If nobody's familiar with it, it's a full day event. Uh, I believe it was at 8 a.m. to like 4.30 p.m. And it's just boom, 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 boom. Amazing information from people that, like Kevin, who have been in this uh, for a long time and just telling you how this business works. So that just really got me even more excited to get into the investing side of things and then even more excited to come work with Pine selfishly to learn from you guys, hey, get a little bit of hand-holding and that kind of stuff to where it's not quite as scary to go and do it by yourself. Um, so yeah, that, that, that day was amazing. And I think that's something that people should look up, look up if you're in the Denver area or if you can travel to the Denver area to come and attend that event because um, it's, it's well worth it. And even if you know a lot of the stuff, the people that you're going to meet, the networking that you do is so much fun. And we go have a few brewskis across the street after, which is always good. Um, yeah, man, well, it's such a good event. Yeah, so denverisscom 
denveriss.com. We do it in the fall. So in October, I don't have the date. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I know it's October. Um, that's the event that, <laughs> yeah, somewhere mid-October. I will be in Africa climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. So this is going to be my first investor success summit yeah. that I will not be attending. So yeah, we're going to miss you, but we got you covered, bud. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, get you up on stage. Yes, I will be on stage this year. First time. Yeah, that's exciting. So you know that being on that stage gives you, uh, I guess, maybe an advantage when you get to the networking event at the end of the day, right? For sure. Yeah. People get to know you and then the networking is so much easier when people are coming up to you, wanting to ask you questions, wanting to get to know you. So that's one of the reasons we do the event and we want to be the host of it. Yeah. Um, you've done some other speaking. Tell us a little bit about some of the classes you've done, your your happy hour down in Colorado Springs. What are your, What's been your experience in the education side? Yeah, really fun, really engaging too. So mostly what I teach is a hard money class, uh, just kind of how Pine works and how hard money works and how you can use it to leverage your real estate investing for whatever fix and flips or buy and holds. And I've been doing most of those uh, down in Colorado Springs. I've done a few webinars as well, but there's nothing like the face-to-face -face and just kind of shaking people's hands and answering questions and just getting them pumped the way I got pumped going to that success summit. Um, I love teaching that. It's, it's a pretty short class, 45 minutes to an hour, depending on how many questions you do get. And I'm glad you brought that up because I actually have to book a few coming up here in the, in the near future. So look out for that too, if you're listening out there, that we will be doing a few more down in the Colorado Springs area. Um, but yeah, man, just meeting people face to face and now getting to see some of these people that I, when I first taught, taught those classes, let's say a year ago, year and a half ago, who are now borrowers from us. And they started out very green, just not really knowing the process. And now they're either finished a flip or working on a flip. It's really fun to see that I had a part in that. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I, I often say that too. It's so rewarding to be in this business because you get to help people make money. Yeah. So tell me, how does that feel seeing someone go out and borrow money from you, go out and do a flip, make money all because of a class that they went to? Yeah. So I just, I'm literally getting goosebumps. You telling me about it or mentioning that um, you feel a part of it. Like you feel like, Hey, I had a hand in this. I helped guide you through this or talk you through this and you trusted to come over to me and it was a success. So that's even better. So, and you see their families, you get to know them more and you're like, okay, it's not just touching this person. It's touching the tentacles of everything that that person is attached to. So it's, it's really rewarding. And that's part of it that I didn't, when I first got into this realtor, you see it, but in this it's when you're making that kind of money and you see it happening, it's different than giving a home. It's still great giving somebody or helping someone purchase a home. But when it's something like this and it's something where they really put literally blood, sweat and tears into it and they walk away with a profit and everything makes a little bit more sense to them after we've been talking to them about it. Cause we'll, I mean, we do this on a daily basis where we go through numbers with someone and they're like, no, I don't see it that way. And it's like, I'm telling you, you got to account for this. You got to look at this. And then at the end of it, they're like, I'm so glad you said that. And we're so glad you mentioned that. Um, Cause I was waiting for the, the, the right deal rather than jumping into something that HGTV will tell you that you can make 150 grand and there's no blood, sweat and tears that goes into it. <laughs> the Real Estate Educators Podcast is brought to you by Pine Financial Group. Pine Financial Group is a private lender specializing in value add 
bridge lending for real estate investors. This is accomplished by raising private money from individual investors and lending that money out in short-term real estate loans. Pine operates one of the coolest public mortgage funds on the market because it brings consistency and security to your investment portfolio without giving up on returns. The fund pays its investors a flat 8% return with monthly distributions. There is a low minimum investment and no lockup period. That's right. You can request all of your money back at any time without any fees. Diversify your portfolio out of Wall Street and into Main Street with the Pine Financial Group Public Fund, PFG Fund 5. Find out more at pinefinancialgroup.com. That's pinefinancialgroup.com. What do they say, Howie? That sometimes the, the best deals are the deals you don't do. So yes, exactly. what you're saying is that you've been helping people make money, but also you help people save money by giving them the advice and, and teaching them in these classes and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we do examples, case studies in those classes. So it shows you real deals that we've actually uh, been a part of and, and lend it on. So it's not just, Hey, here's something out of a textbook. This is real life stuff. And here's what really happened, which I think people understand and take in better than just reading it from a book. Yeah, absolutely. I know totally I agree with you. Yeah. And in that class, I think you still do this, but you go through an actual real live deal. So we'll say, all right, who's got a fix and flip they're looking at or going to make an offer on or who saw something from a wholesaler or in the MLS. And yeah. let's go through the deal live, real time, right now in the class, get out your calculator, that kind of thing. And Exactly. And we have that on our website too, right? Just that MAO, that maximum allowable offer sheet. And we'll literally bring that to a class, hand it out to everybody and have them fill it out. And everybody kind of you know, raise their hand, puts their input in, and then we see what that possible profit is at the end and see what that, what the offer should be, what the budget should be. And it just, like you said, it just makes it more real and really eye-opening for a lot of people, as long as they trust and believe you, because a lot of them will still go yeah. on. So, no, I, I, I got this. It's okay. They'll be back. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. True. All right. So I want to get into your deal because I know you have one under contract. Do you want to start with that or do you want to go through the success, invest success program that helped with your confidence a little bit? Um, I think they're both super relevant and both yeah. things we should discuss. So yeah, they're, you tell they're, me. They're heavily connected, right? So I think yeah. we start with the invest success class that I was taking. So that's run here in Denver where you basically get thrown into real life uh, flips and buy and holds. You, we, we would go to an actual flip. The website is invest-success.com. So yeah, so just working here in Pine, you see a lot of these deals on paper and you talk about them, but you don't physically see them. And for me, that's what I felt like I was missing uh, before making the actual plunge myself. So back in March, I did like an abbreviated course but a very jam-packed course um, of about three months. And the biggest thing that I liked about that, so the, the instructor, main instructor is Tim Emery, who has a lot of experience with budgeting, walking through homes and kind of seeing everything in 3D rather than just seeing it on paper. And depending on the area we were in, you know, doing a scope of work that's going to fit the neighborhood and fit the buyer that's going to be for that neighborhood. So to me, that was the biggest thing and spotting stuff. So foundation issues, 
and saying, hey, here's this crack. Is that foundation? No, that's that's nothing. And then another house, yes, that is a foundation issue. We got to really account for that. Or, hey, knock down this wall, lift up this ceiling, those kinds of things, which you can do um, rather than me just walking through a house, taking guesses and completely screwing up the scope of work, not knowing what to do and what not to do. So that not that I'm 100% like I know everything there, I'm still have to learn on that, but it really, really helped going through that. Plus, you have other students that you're doing this tour with. And they have, a, they have experience and they're still taking this class because they can learn more and their ideas, their design ideas, and just eye-opening where I never even thought of it that way. I never even knew you could do that. Or, you know, there's no value doing this here. There is value doing this here where it'd be like, who knew? Now I know. <laughs> so that's why yeah. I'm contract on another property right now, on a property right now. Yeah, so I think this is a great program. I I know that we had a little disagreement on how to run the numbers. They do it a little differently than us. But if you if you just learn like maybe multiple people, but um, definitely this program helps and it helped you for sure. You're living walking proof. Um, helps you with the the construction budgets and walking through the property, yeah. building that scope of work, and it absolutely gave you confidence to go out and make, start making offers and, and finding properties. Yeah. Sorry. No, the other great thing there too, is if, you know, while you're in the class, you're still, if let's say I was going to find a house or go to look at a house and I have questions, you would just call Tim or Jim, the, the instructors, and they would literally go walk the house with you to see, Hey, is this a good idea to do? So you have more of that handholding someone that's done you know, dozens of flips who have seen it all and can just walk you through it if you are not feeling confident um, doing it on your on your own. That, that To me, that was another big one. Yeah, and our listeners are all over the country, but the, I could say that we have quite, a, quite the audience in Colorado. So if you're in Colorado, this is a local group, local mentor. So very different than you would find like with the national guys with super high price tags. This is way more affordable, local handholding. Definitely look into it. <laughs> you went through this and, and we actually had both Jim and Tim on the show. So they've yeah. already, um, they've already talked about this some, but it's cool to hear from your perspective since you were in, in the seat, you know, in the classroom and not, yeah. not in front of the room. So that's cool. All right. So they got you some confidence. You went out and you found something a little special here up by your, uh, your place. So tell us what you found, what your plan yeah. is, and let's just go through it. Yeah. So yeah, coming out of that class definitely gave me, and I wasn't, I'm not too far removed from it, maybe a month since I was last in there. And I've been looking, just not really finding the right deal numbers wise. Uh, for my first one, I wanted to really find something with some spread where I can make mistakes and still walk away uh, with more education and some money in my pocket, hopefully. Um, and we definitely found one for sure. And this is a perfect example of why I think the networking part of real estate and happy hours and anything you can get to where you're able to be talking business, talking real estate and getting to know people, that's where this deal came from. So this came from an appraiser that I knew. And he just said, Hey, I know this is kind of close to where you are. Would you be interested? And what's funny is he doesn't want uh, a traditional assignment fee because as, if a wholesaler would do this, they would probably tack on whatever 20 grand to this. His thing is I've got one condition there's a 73 Nova in the garage that needs some fixing up. Can I please have that? And he even asked me, it, was like, it wasn't a demand. It was like, can I please have it? I was like, sure, no problem. You got it. So we were able to kind of work that into the deal. Uh, so it is currently under contract right now. 
Um, it's down in Franktown, so a little bit more of a rural area on three acres. And we feel like we've got quite a big spread here. So our numbers, it's under contract for 510. I've got a budget, and you and I have talked about this a little bit, where I might be a little bit high, but that's where I want to be. And I want to I want to go high and finish low. Um, as far as my goals go, and they're still spread in thereafter, even if, well, the appraisal hasn't come back in yet, but we're expecting it to appraise at 1.1 million uh, on the high side and about 1 million on the low side, depending on the finishes that we use. So what was fun this morning is I got to meet the appraiser there, kind of go through what the finishes will be, what does it match up to the area, and it was nice because he kind of brought down the budget in some spots and brought it up a little bit more in other spots and added some some stuff. So I'm, I'm going to be able to rework that a little bit as far as how he sees that area. He does a lot of um, appraisals down that way. And so now we're going to adjust for it. And I'm hoping that it comes in at least halfway in between there. At, you know, the, well, I want it to come at 1.1 million. Who am I kidding? Um, and just see what yeah, happens. Yeah, be honest here. But, go on. Yes. So that still leaves a lot of room. So at Pine, we can lend up to 70% of the after repair value. So if we take that 1.1 million, then that means I would be able to get 770,000 from Pine. So I would still have after the 510 purchase, 200 uh, rehab budget, which already has a contingency of about 15% in there. There's still room for me to tap into more if I need to, um, because you could make this a very special property. And this is part of what the course tells you to do is just stick to the, the stuff that's going to get the value add, the return on your investment. So you can go nuts and add an outside kitchen on this property and all that kind of stuff, but you're not really going to see the return of what that costs. It's how much it costs to, to, to the return that you're going to get from it. Um, but it's something that someone can definitely walk in there and make it their own, kind of like a blank canvas in this backyard. It has a beautiful view of Pikes Peak. Um, so yeah, it's it was a bit of a of a sad situation. There was a family member that passed away. They're short on cash, so they have to sell and liquidate everything in the house. So there's that Nova that's in the house. There's five other cars that are on the property. There's a tractor trailer on the property. So jokingly, my wife and I have this over under on how many dumpsters it's going to be to clear everything because there's landscaping that needs to get thrown out. So right now we're at eight 50 yard uh, dumpster, 40 yard dumpster, excuse me. So that's where I'm putting it. I'm going on the over on that. <laughs> and then we're going to see what happens. We're going to try to donate a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. So I got to get the scrap yards out to get the old cars that are on there as well, that are pretty much um, rusted into the ground. So yeah, it's definitely, I don't want to say the word overwhelming, but it's pretty close to it. But I just feel with being here, being able to pick your brain a little bit and, and everyone else here in the office with Tim and Jim from Invest Success, I think we've got a good one here to where I think we're going to make quite a bit of money on it uh, percentage wise. And there's enough room into it in in it that we're, we can have a few whoopsies and still walk away. All right. So you ran the numbers. You understand numbers really well because you're in the industry. Yeah. What's the profit going to be, man? So I'm seeing it at about 150 to 170, depending on some of the finishes that we decide to do. And again, there's that contingency in there. So even if it's below that, I don't want it to go below the 150. Um, but we're still, my wife and I really have this thought in our head because this is something when we moved out to Colorado, to, out to Denver, 
Um, we wanted to do this full or have her do this more full-time as far as a project manager goes. So this is her going into her education. And if we do go below that mark, we're going to walk away with a ton of new information and still not get hurt financially by it. We'll still, I think it's impossible to lose money on this deal, but you know, never say never. Yeah. Be careful. <laughs> and, <laughs> I've seen enough where the, the numbers are good, but I just feel our spread is super, um, super big to where we can have a confidence in going in there and really launching both our new careers in this and investing part of uh, real estate. I'm so incredibly excited for you. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be your, be your biggest fan. I'm going to be the front row seat spectator. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm going to be um, bugging you a lot. So what creates, what creates a situation where somebody would let a $1.1 million house go for 510 grand? And that's the biggest head shaker. I think in all these deals that I see is just, everybody has a reason right and whatever their reason is in this case they just don't have the money to fix it up don't have the know-how to fix it up have bills that they have to pay and at this price that they're selling it for they're happy and you're helping them get out of a situation because the only person that would buy this house is an investor you pretty much cannot sell this to um johnny home buyer who's going to walk in because it is a hoarder special there's some spots you cannot see 150 square feet because it's just junk it piled into a corner um so that just turns off a lot of people it turns into an investor deal and then as an investor it has to be right for you and your family obviously so you know you hear the numbers here's what makes sense for me are you guys comfortable with this yes all right let's make a deal so how did you negotiate it like what how did that go down yeah. So again, this came from an appraiser that I know who does have a relationship with the realtor that's involved, who is also the daughter of the family member who passed away. So it was under contract at a number at 530, I believe. And that was from a wholesaler who eventually didn't show up with the earnest money. Um, so it fell out of contract basically. And so I knew roughly where the, where the price was. Uh, that they were looking for. But after I walked the property, just saw the, the amount of work, um, I just felt comfortable at actually, we started at 490. And then ended up at 510, just because that's where they they need to be financially to take care of what their needs are. And my numbers still work at 510. My numbers still worked at even a little bit higher, but I just want that buffer, just in case I find stuff behind or underneath these piles <laughs> that are in there. Um, there's probably a few animals making home in there. <laughs> um, I'm not going to keep them. They're going to go somewhere else. Um, yeah, that it, it really is a situation where it worked for everybody, even though the numbers may seem astronomically weird to somebody off the street who hasn't been around this business or doesn't know the business. Ultimately, it's is it a win-win for everybody? Um, and I think that's what I feel best about here is, you know, we're going to be going through the house personally with some hired help and any keepsakes that we find, we're going to be, you know, giving that back to the family. And they're super grateful for that because for them, emotionally to be in the house is not good mentally for them. So I think we can give that back to them as we go through, even just today when I was there, I saw some old like photo albums, those kinds of things that are just kind of laying around. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Um, but they're super happy, I assume. I, I purchased a lot of homes out of probate. In fact, that was one of my best ways to find deals. Mm -hmm. um, so I know I know this process and I know that they're 
oftentimes extremely grateful for you to take care of this because this is something that is causing them stress. It's a weight on their back um, and you're solving that problem for them and you're going to make, you know, good money doing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up here. Howie, is there anything you would like to share with the the listeners about um, what they should be doing to in their own investing? If they want to start teaching classes to help build a, a database of potential clients or anything at all that you'd like to share? The biggest thing that has worked for me, and it, it takes a little bit of time, but it's just get yourself out there, introduce yourself, meet as many people as you can that are in the industry, help them. Don't expect anything in return. It will come back in waves. It really is uh, the best advice I can give to someone because it has worked for me. And this deal just came out of nowhere from somebody that I have helped personally, but didn't want anything in return. And it just, the networking part of this business is where I think you're going to find the most deals. That's huge, huge, great, great advice. Great closing advice, Howie. Uh, Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. We'll definitely have to have you back on, especially after you get through the project. I'd like to know the final numbers, how all that shake out. Let's see how much gray I have now compared to that. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) All right. Well, with that, this is Kevin Abosh. I will catch you next week. See you, Kevin. See everybody. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If you did, please be sure to follow and leave us a review. Oh yeah, and tell a friend.